If you're a pro, you know that this is not efficient because you know there's a better way. There's also a better way to save. When pro customers buy building supplies in bulk at Lowe's, they save up to 20% every day. Buy in bulk and save up to 20% on concrete, gypsum, and gypsum accessories. At Lowe's, buy more, save more. Visit the Pro Desk or Lowe'sForPros.com for details. Discount applies to contractor pack items. Minimum purchase required, U.S. only. You are Locked On Packers, your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are Locked On Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com network, which brings you some of the best NFL and college football coverage that you will find anywhere. And I'm speaking to you from suburban Detroit, where I get ready for a Sunday night showdown between the Detroit Lions and Green Bay Packers at Ford Field. This will be an abbreviated Friday morning podcast I'm going to be talking to my Locked On Lions colleague, Matt Derry, this afternoon, and I'll get that posted right away for eh, about 4 o'clock Central Time, 4.30 Central Time. But I didn't want to leave you guys high and dry, and I know I know some of you guys train to check for the podcast around 7, 7.30 a.m. Central Time. So I want to get up something right away and let you guys know the plan for later today. So we're going to do three keys to the game, and we'll start on offense. Key number one for Green Bay on offense is protecting Aaron Rodgers. The secondary is going to be vulnerable. I think Darius Slay is going to play. Um, I'm, I was in at, at the Lions uh, media availability yesterday, and Slay declined comment. He said he's going to talk to reporters on Friday. I will not be there to listen to that. But he seemed pretty happy. He's talking about his birthday and a big smile on his face. He was limited participation again. So I'm assuming Slay is going to play. Now, is he going, is he going to be... 75% healthy with a hamstring injury? If so, then I don't know how much help he's going to be. Is he going to be 95% healthy? I don't know. Only, only slaying the Lions when he's got, obviously he has some more time to get ready. But either way, there are opportunities for Green Bay to make plays in a passing game. Uh, Detroit's pass defense ranks last in the league in passer rating and last in the league in completion percentage. So obviously the secondary, with or without Slay, is not very good. So if they can just protect Rodgers, I think Green Bay's passing game should have a big day. The Lions have some good pass rush. Ezekiel Ansa, who was among the league leaders in sacks last year, has had an offseason this year partly because of injury, but he's had a sack in back-to-back games. I think even with the down year, I think he's considered one of the premier pass rushing threats in the league. The other end, Devin Taylor. Again, it hasn't been a big factor, but off the bench, Kerry Hitter has eight sacks. So the Lions have some pass rush, and they're, if they can just protect, and in, again, on paper, Green Bay is going to be fine. Detroit is 29th in the league in sack percentage. So you, you think, well, they are at home. I mean, that's got to be that's got to help the home team, right? Fast track, loud crowd, not helping the uh, the opponent get off the ball. Well, not so. Actually, Detroit's Detroit's uh, home pass rush. Is ranked 28th, which is one one notch better than their regular pass rush. But well, the regular pass rush gets a sack 4.67 percent of the time. At home, it's only 3.98. So Detroit has not capitalized on that. So again, on paper, this should be a big game for Green Bay's offense. But if you want, on paper, it doesn't really hold up. And we talked about this on the Wednesday podcast, where Detroit's home defense has been really good, regardless of what all the numbers say. It's been really good. With uh, less than or with 17 points or less 
the last four games and 19 points per game total for the season. But again, it's a red-hot Packers offense. It's, it's advantage Green Bay regardless. And if the pass rush and the, and the pass protection holds up like it has all season, I see no reason to believe Aaron Rodgers is not going to light these guys up. All right, we go to Green Bay's defense. The key there is for the pass defense to make the plays when Matthew Stafford gives them an opportunity. Because you know what? Let's face it. Green Bay's pass defense is not suddenly going to get great here overnight. At the end of this game ranked 25th in completion percentage, 26th in pass rating, 29th in yards with 265.1 per game. That is on pace to be a franchise record, a dubious franchise record, obviously. Again, this is 15 games to get to that number. Demarius Randall is not going to roll out of bed on Sunday and become the Demarius Randall that the Packers hoped they were drafting in the first round last year. Quentin Rollins, same deal. He's not going to suddenly become a second round, the second round guy who they drafted last year. I mean, they're, they're having subpar seasons. I, I think a lot of it's because of injuries. You know, they, obviously, they both had groin injuries. Um, Randall's battling his shoulder. It's obviously hard to play press man coverage and do some of the things you want to do from a physicality standpoint with a bad shoulder. So those guys aren't going to suddenly be great. But what they can do is make a play when Matthew Stafford gives them that opportunity, and that is Stafford's track record, is he will throw you a couple. He is having a terrific year, though. He's thrown for almost 4,000 yards, 22 touchdowns, and 9 interceptions. So the interception total isn't big. So it's not like he's an interception machine. You, know, you go back to 2013 through 19, 2012 through 17, 2011 through 18. I mean, those days are behind him. He is a smart quarterback now who's not going to screw things up. But he's going to throw the ball a lot. I mean, that's, that is that is the Lions offense. They are going to throw the ball. And, you know, he threw he threw one bad pass last week against the Cowboys and it turned it into an interception when he was rolling off to his left and threw across his body. You've got to make the plays. If a ball goes off of a receiver's hands, you've got to catch it. If Stafford throws a bad pass and, you know, he's got that bad middle finger, if he throws you a bad pass, you've got to make the play. Because chances are, over the long haul, Stafford's going to have a lot of success against this Packers defense. So if you've got a chance to, to stop a possession, whether it's a, a third down pass breakup, or you know if it's a third and ten and you get, to, you get a chance to go rush the passer, you've got to make a play and get them off the field and get your offense back in the field. Because, you know what? Would any of you be surprised if this is a 42-35 to 35 kind of outcome? I, I, I certainly would not be either. So any possession where you can get those guys off the field and keep them off the scoreboard would be a major, major victory. And kind of related to that, the Packers have to tackle. They have to tackle better than they have all year. Golden Tate, one of the best yak guys in the league. Deal for running back Theo Riddick, but he has not practiced the last couple of games or a couple of days and didn't play last week. So I'm not sure of Riddick's availability. But they, they, throw, they throw the ball a lot to the running backs. So you've got to tackle them. You've got to tackle Tate. I mean, we saw Marvin Jones in, in that game at Lambeau Field where he had 70, was it a 71-yard touchdown. Why? Well, they, they, they didn't tackle him. So you got to tackle him, and you got to tackle Stafford, too. Stafford's becoming a, quite, quite a weapon in the extended play kind of stuff. And he's averaging 5.6 yards per rush this year by far a career high. So if you get a chance to tackle him, you got to tackle him. If they throw the ball short to Tate like they like to do, you got to get him down so he doesn't turn a three-yard pass into a gain of 10 or 12. And the key on special teams, this is kind of something I talked about the other day in the podcast, just don't screw it up. Detroit's got a great, 
great special teams. And that's led by Andre Roberts, their kickoff returner and punt returner. He's got two touchdowns on punt returns this year. Special teams coordinator Ron Zook was asked about Roberts uh, back by the guys in Green Bay yesterday. Zook said, he runs strong with the ball. If you watch, he breaks tackles. He's shifty. He has great vision, good acceleration. I don't know if he's a 4-3 top-end speed guy, but he runs away from people. I think the thing is, whatever speed he is, he gets there in one step. The thing we've showed all week is how he breaks tackles. So they got to get him down. The punter, um, Sam Martin, I talked to him I talked to him in the Lions locker room yesterday, and I said I pointed out that he is third all-time in net punt average. And he corrected me. He says, no, I think I'm number two. <laughs> so, actually, I do think he's number three. I think he's number two this year. But either way, he's having an all-time punting season. And one of the things that, that Ron Zook pointed out on Monday is he kicks the ball so high that it's sometimes a challenge to field the ball. So again, if you're, you know, Micah Hyde, you know, that, that muff punt last week notwithstanding is one of the, is a, a very sure-handed returner. So I think you feel pretty good about that. But again, you've got to tackle their returner. You've got to field the ball when it's kicked. You know, Christine Michael, or Kristen Michael, excuse me, he muffed a kickoff last week. And on one of his returns, I think it was his opening return last week, he let the ball come out. Now he was down. Um, you just got to have better ball security. You know, just, you know, I, I, I don't know if he just quickly let the ball loose because he hit the ground or what, is, what the deal was, but he, the ball that hit the ground, you know, don't do that. <laughs> as simple as that sounds. Again, just just don't screw the game up. And in a, in a dome game, I, I would think Mason Crosby will have the ability on kickoffs to, kick, to get the ball out of the end zone, and, and that should nullify the kickoff return team. And if your punter Jake Shemmo had, had a pretty decent year, with this directional kicking, you got to do that again. You got to put that ball on the sideline and, and, and not and kind of limit Roberts' options as a returner. And of course, in a dome game, you got to make your field goals, right? I mean, you can't you can't miss an extra point. You got you got to make your you know fifty and in field goals, which should be relatively sure things in the conditions. So again, I'm not saying the pack special teams have to go out and win this game. Although it'd be nice to get a big play from Hyde or somebody, but. Just don't screw it up. Don't let the punt returner give them seven points. Or don't give them good field position because you, because you dropped the ball. And that will do it for those abbreviated episode of Lockdown Packers. Come back later today. I'm thinking about 4 p.m. Central or or obviously Saturday. And you got most of the day Sunday. For our Behind Enemy Lions podcast with Lockdown Lions, Matt Derry. And also check out my work over at PackerReport.com. Well, I got complete coverage from over here in Detroit. And I'll have the world's best preview, hopefully up tonight, but possibly Saturday morning. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a good one. Championship games deserve something a little bit bigger than usual, and I'm, uh, I'm loaded. I've got all this stuff from here from Detroit, and my, my good friends over in Green Bay have sent me this stuff from over there. And, and I, I thank my colleagues who cover the Packers, you know, Rob Domofsky, Jason Wildey, Ryan Wood, Tom Silverstein, Michael Cohen, all those guys over there for sending me this stuff so I can come over here. And enjoy New Year's with my family over here in Detroit. So have a great day, everybody. And I look forward to talking to you later today. 
Is Democracy in Danger or Decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.